This is the Gospel Light Christian High School, home of the Torchbearers. This is your ninth grade math, algebra, lesson eight. I am your instructor, Mariko White. Our objectives for this lesson include to review multiplication of exponential terms, to review the rules that apply to exponents and parentheses, to review evaluating exponential terms, to review division of exponential terms, to review simplifying fractions by using cancellation, to raise an exponential term to another power, to review the rule for zero exponents, to use cancellation to simplify more complicated exponential fractions, to eliminate negative exponents from algebraic expressions, to review the basic concepts of square roots, to review more concepts about roots, to understand fractional exponents, to simplify radical expressions, to add and subtract like radical expressions, to eliminate radicals from the denominators of fractional terms, to use the Pythagorean theorem to solve for the length of a side of a right triangle, to consider the scripture verse and wisdom principles relating to the character trait prudent. Our verse for this lesson is Proverbs 14:15. The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. Our vocabulary words include hypotenuse, the side of a right triangle opposite the right angle. Pythagorean theorem, a statement that has been proved to be true, that states that the square of the length of the hypotenuse of a right triangle is equal to the sum of the squares of the lengths of the other two sides. C squared equals A squared plus B squared. Rationalizing the denominator. Eliminating radicals from the denominator of a fractional term is multiplying the fraction by a suitable expression of 1. Reciprocal. A number that when multiplied by another number equals 1, also known as the multiplicative inverse. Our first objective to review multiplication of exponential terms. An exponent is a small numeral or variable written at the upper right of a base to show how many times the base is used as a factor. 8 to the third power means 8 is used as a factor 3 times. 8 is the base and 3 is the exponent. And that's the 8 with the little 3 off to the right. To multiply exponential terms which have the same base, you add the exponents. The base is unchanged. For example, 2 squared multiplied by 2 to the third power equals 2 to the 2 plus 3, which is equals to 5. So you end up with a 2 to the fifth power. Remember, when no exponent is written, the exponent is 1. Our second objective, to review the rules that apply to exponents in parentheses. In an algebraic expression, the exponent refers only to the number or variable to its immediate left. In xy squared, the exponent 2 applies only to the y, not to the y, not to the x. So it would be x multiplied by y multiplied by y. In 3x squared, the exponent applies to the x, but not to the 3. However, when an exponent is written outside a parenthetical expression, the exponent applies to everything inside the parentheses, for example, you have xy in the parentheses and a 2 raised to the second power. Everything in parentheses is raised to that power. So it would be xy multiplied by xy or x squared multiplied by y squared.
For an exponent to refer to both the numerator and denominator of a fraction, the fraction must be written within parentheses, with the exponent outside the parentheses. Our next objective, to review evalu evaluating exponential terms. To evaluate exponential terms, substitute the appropriate value for each variable and simplify. Our next objective, to review division exp of exponential terms. To divide exponential terms which have the same base, we follow two steps. Divide the numerical coefficients. Be careful to attach the correct sign to the quotient. Then, number two, you divide the variables by subtracting their exponents. Remember that the smaller exponent is subtracted from the greater exponent. For example, 25x to the fifth power y to the second power divided by 5x to the third power y to the second power. The numerical coefficients are 25 and 5. You divide those, you end up with 5 x to the fifth power would take away x to the third power, you're going to end up with x squared. y to the second power takes away y, you're going to end up with y. Try not to use too much, that's all the water we got. Our next objective, to review simplifying fractions by using cancellation. Fractions can be simplified by using cancellation. If a parenthetical expression is raised to a power, Remove the parentheses before cancelling. If a parenthetical expression is raised to a power, remove the parentheses before cancelling. Our next objective to raise an exponential term to another power. We stated previously that an exponent written outside a parenthetical expression applies to everything inside the parentheses. This fact is also true for any term inside the parentheses that already has an exponent. It is easier to raise an exponential term to another power by simply multiplying the exponents that are inside the parentheses by those that are outside. Remember any number or variable with an exponent written is understood to have an exponent of 1. If a negative sign precedes an exponential number inside the parentheses, it is best to simplify the number before removing the parentheses. If the negative sign precedes the parentheses, multiply the exponents inside the parentheses by those outside the parentheses. Remove the parentheses and retain the negative sign. Following these procedures will help eliminate errors in deciding the sign of a final product. Objectives to re review the rule for zero exponents to use cancellation to simplify more complicated exponential fractions. Any non-zero term with an exponent of zero is equal to one. We can better understand this fact by studying the two solutions to this problem. For example, two to the fifth power divided by 2 to the 5th power equals 2 to the 5th power minus the 5th power, 
which is equal to 2 to the 0 power, which is equal to 1. Again, any non-zero term with an exponent of 0 is equal to 1. Thomas Jefferson says eternal vigilance is a price of liberty. Our next objective to eliminate negative exponents from algebraic expressions. The reciprocal or multiplicative inverse of a number <laughs> is the number that, when multiplied by another number, equals 1. The reciprocal of 4 is 1 over 4, because 4 multiplied by 1 over 4 equals 1. The reciprocal of a number can be found by simply inverting the number. A negative exponent can be changed to a positive exponent by inverting the base and changing the sign of the exponent. Exponential expressions with negative exponents must be changed to equivalent expressions with positive exponents before they can be simplified. Our next objective to review the basic concept of square roots. Expressions such as the one above are called radical expressions. The symbol, like a check mark with a tabletop, is the radical sign. The quantity under the radical sign is called the radicand. It is the quantity for which a root is to be obtained. The index is the small number or variable above and to the left of the radical sign, indicating which root is to be found. If no index is written, 2 is understood to be the index. This is called the square root. The square root of a number is one of two equal factors whose product is that number. For example, the square root of 25 is 5, because 5 multiplied by 5 equals 25. The square root of 36 equals 6, because 6 multiplied by 6 equals 36. The square root of x squared equals x, because x multiplied by x equals x squared. Every positive number actually has two square roots. For example, the square roots of 25 are 5 and minus 5. 5 multiplied by 5 equals 25, and minus 5 multiplied by minus 5 equals 25. The positive square root is called the principal square root. Throughout this lesson, we will assume that the principal square root is desired for all square roots. Negative square roots will be indicated by a negative sign preceding a radical expression. The same assumption applies to variables in the radicand. Since the value of such a variable is unknown, we will assume it is positive unless otherwise indicated. Our next objective, the cube root of a number, is one of three equal factors whose product is that number. The cube root of 125 is 5, because 5 multiplied by 5 multiplied by 5 equals 125. What is the cube root of x to the 6th power? This question may be restated as what number, when used as a factor three times, or raised to the third power, will give a product of x to the 6th power. It is x squared plus x squared plus x squared, which is equal to x. Remember, you add the exponents 2 plus 2 plus 2, which is 6. Divide the exponent of the radicand by the index of the radical. An easy way to find the exponent of the indicated root of an exponential term is to divide the exponent of the radicand 
by the index of the radical. Okay, so that would be true. To understand fractional exponents, there are two ways to indicate that a root of a number is desired. We are already familiar with the most common, the radical sign. Another way to indicate a root is by using fractional exponents. The fractional exponent a half means the square root of. The fractional exponent one third means the cube root of, etc. Lech Walesa, former president of Poland, says, We must be courageous but also reasonable. The world admires us for walking a tightrope without falling off. It asks us to keep our balance. Our next objective to simplify radical expressions. The square root of a number is equal to the product of the square roots of its factors. For example, the square root of 100 equals the square root of 25, which is 5, times the square root of 4, which is 2. 2 multiplied by 5 equals 10. A perfect square is any number or variable which has a whole number square root. If an expression is not a perfect square, we can simplify the expression by dividing it into factors. One factor should be the largest perfect square contained in the factorization of the expression. In the example above, the square root of 100, 100x is divided into two factors, 100 and x. Since 100 is a perfect square, it is simplified. The square root of 100 equals 10. The x remains under the radical sign because it is not a perfect square and cannot be simplified. Sometimes it may be difficult to recognize which factor is the largest perfect square in the factorization of an expression. Factoring a radical expression into smaller factors can be helpful. You can simplify radical expressions by dividing them into as many factors as necessary. Be sure that the radicand of your final answer does not contain any factors which are perfect squares. Our next objective to add and subtract like radical expressions. We know that like terms can be combined by adding or subtracting their numerical coefficients. Radical expressions with the same radicand and the same index can be combined in the same manner. Remember, to combine, you must have the same radicand and the same index. Sometimes we need to simplify radical expressions before combining. Remember that radical expressions must have the same radicand and the same index before they can be added or subtracted. Our next objective is to eliminate radicals from the denominators of fractional terms. If a fractional term contains radicals in its denominator, it is customary to eliminate them by multiplying the fractions of a suitable expression of one. Such elimination is called rationalizing the denominator. The numerator and denominator of a fraction may be multiplied by the same number without changing the value of the fraction. To rationalize the denominator, choose the smallest multiple of the radicand, which is a perfect square, cube, fourth power, or whatever power is indicated by the index. 
Rationalize the denominator of the square root of 9 divided by 8. First, you simplify the numerator if possible. Then next, choose the smallest multiple of the radical, which is a perfect square. The smallest multiple of 8, which is a perfect square, is 16. Therefore, we must simplify Pardon me. Therefore, we must multiply both numerator and denominator by the square root of 2. Then third, you multiply. Fourth, simplify the denominator. Reduce if necessary. Pythagorean Theorem Our objective is to use the Pythagorean Theorem to solve for the length of a side of a right triangle. A right triangle is one where the angle measures 90 degrees, one of the angles anyway. The figure above is a right triangle. A right triangle is a triangle that has one right angle, which is an angle that measures 90 degrees. The side opposite the right angle is called the hypotenuse. The hypotenuse. The hypotenuse is also the longest side of the triangle. The other two sides of the triangle form the right angle. The Pythagorean theorem is a statement that is true for all right triangles. This theorem states that the square of the length of the hypotenuse is equal to the sum of the squares of the lengths of the other two sides. In the above figure, if the length of the hypotenuse is represented by C and the length of the sides by a, b. Then we can state the Pythagorean theorem as a formula. c squared equals a squared plus b squared. Using this formula, any time we know the length of two sides of a right triangle, we can find the length of the third side. To solve for the length of the hypotenuse, we use c equals the square root of a squared plus b squared. Now look at the triangle again. If one side is 3 units long and the other side is 4 units long, what is the length of the hypotenuse? The hypotenuse is 5 units long. If the hypotenuse is 10 units long and one side is 6 units long, how long is the other side? Oh. The other side is 8 units long. The Pythagorean theorem can be very helpful in solving word problems. A boy's kite string is pulled taunt by the wind. The kite is anchored to a weight on the ground at the boy's feet. The string is 50 units long. The distance from the boy to a point directly under the kite is 30 units. How high from the ground is the kite? Notice that drawing a picture allows you to visualize the right triangle and is frequently a valuable tool in solving problems. John F. Kennedy says, the time to repair the roof is when the sun is shining.
This concludes Lesson 8 of 9th Grade Math Algebra of the Gospel High Christian High School, home of the Torchbearers.